A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of A Duff Said. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at fourthcoastciderworks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21. Please drink responsibly. During the State of the Union this past Tuesday, President Biden acknowledged the parents of Tyree Nichols. He was an African-American man that died after Memphis police officers beat him during a traffic stop. It was during that moment that the president said that he and other white parents have never had to have the talk with their kids about what to do if a police officer pulls them over. Imagine having to worry whether your son or daughter came home from walking down the street, playing in the park, or just driving a car. Most of us in here have never had to have the talk, the talk that brown and black parents have had to have with their children. Bo, Hunter, Ashley, my children, I never had to have the talk with them. I never had to tell them if a police officer pulls you over, turn your interior lights on right away. Don't reach for your license. Keep your hands on the steering wheel. Imagine having to worry like that every single time. It's up to us, to all of us. We all want the same thing. Neighborhoods free of violence. Law enforcement of enforcement who earns the community's trust. Just as every cop when they pin on that badge in the morning has a right to be able to go home at night, so does everybody else out there. In this week's segment of Lessons from Coach Watkins, Steve and I talk about how that discussion went with his parents when he was growing up. We also discussed his message for this generation in how to handle an encounter with members of law enforcement. And later, Steve tells us what he thinks can be done to make sure that both the police and those living in the communities they serve can both go home safely at night. Lessons from Coach Watkins starts now. Steve, what did you make of the president's remarks the other night during the State of the Union? Uh, I thought his remarks were spot on. You know, when he spoke about brown and African-Americans having problems sometimes with, uh, you know, officers and police officers and things like that, he was spot on. And, uh, you know, being a black American myself, you know, I've, I've too often seen things like that happen, and I've seen it go both ways, you know. But uh, for, for most Americans who don't see this on a daily, if you're in an urban community, you see this on a daily, you know. You see things basically that are out of order, out of place, and it and needs to be worked on. You know, these are things I think where training comes in handy, and, and I think policemen, you know, they have, you have to be sensitive to their needs as well. You know, they're in a highly stressful job. That's first and foremost, you know. But the idea should be for them to want to get home at night and for your kids to get home as well, you know. When you were a kid, what kind of talk did you get from your parents about how to respond if a policeman should encounter you out on the street? 
Well, my dad was a military man, and uh, my dad always thought that he wanted his sons basically to be respectful of all human beings, you know. And he said policemen are, are people who are in authority. And he always thought, you know, you're representative of your mother and me when you're out there in those streets. He said, if you ever get stopped by a policeman, here's how I want this to go. If, if say, for example, you get pulled over for speeding, his idea was if you're cooperative and you're, you're paying attention and you're answering questions attentively, what's the worst that can happen? You get a ticket and you go home. His thing was, I want you to come home, son, you know. And uh, he said, I don't want you to get out there in those streets and challenge a police officer because you're not going to win that. You're not going to win that battle. And uh, then I'm going to have to deal with it in another way. And so his thing was he talked to all of us about being respectful and being mindful that we were representative of he and my mom out there in those streets. And he didn't want us out there acting otherwise. Was there ever a time when you had a run-in with law enforcement, and did you ever have to put those teachings into use? I, 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 exact, I did. In, in fact, I did. One year, I was leaving uh, the building one day, and I walked, drove out of the parking lot, and sitting in a red light, I didn't even notice the police car behind me. The light changed green. I turned the corner. I was at a corner, and all of a sudden, the lights came on. I, I pull over immediately, you know, the, the officer got out of his car, walked up on the side of the car, asked for my ID, you know, my regist vehicle registration, insurance, and my uh, uh, license, to which I, I gave him, in that order, I gave it to him. Now, it wasn't until about maybe an hour later, Duff, that I, I realized I'm still sitting here, and I'm going, what's going on, you know? And one of the things I did, not thinking, I opened the door and I got out. And as soon as I got out of the car, I realized that's not what my dad told me to do. You know, I was I, in my mind, I was being respectful, but I, I thought about it. That was that was a very herky jerky move that that police officer could have taken in a threatening kind of a way. I immediately turned around, got back in my car. And when he came up to the side of the car, you know, I, I didn't even bother to ask him, well, what did you pull me over for? He looks at me and he says, Mr. Watkins, uh, the reason I pulled you over is you didn't sign the back of your vehicle registration, which I thought was kind of strange. But at the moment, I said, well, officer, I just bought the car. I've only had it maybe a couple of weeks. And uh, and I thought, wow, OK, I, I'll just sign it. and Maybe he'll let me be on my way. Well, no, he wrote me a ticket, and I had to go to court on it. And uh, as I walked into court, uh, the judge that I went before that day happened to be a good friend of my dad's. And uh, he looked at the, what the charge was, and he asked me, Mr. Watkins, what are you doing in my courtroom? And I just said, Your Honor, I was summoned to come to court because I got a ticket for not signing my vehicle registration. Uh, thankfully, the judge tore up the ticket and told me to get out of his courtroom, of which I obliged very quickly. But it was a little bit later, Duff, that I realized, oh, my gosh, was I just a, a, a subject of being profiled because I was a young black man driving a nice vehicle? And uh, 
I mean, a ticket for not signing my registration. Now, that could have turned out worse had I reacted differently, which I thought I jumped out of my vehicle, you know, getting ready to approach a police car. That, not, that's, that wouldn't be a smart thing to do. And so uh, immediately again, listen, remembering what my dad taught me, I think it might have made the situation go a little bit lighter. And at least I got out of there and got home, you know. And I, I, I've spent probably a career, Duff, telling young kids, young black Americans, white, black, Hispanic, listen, the idea is for you to be respectful and to get home to your mom and dad. How did that experience make you feel? Uh, I, I got to say it, it kind of took me by surprise because I thought I've always been a person to mind the rules, you know, be respectful of, of, of one another. Uh, I've always taught uh, other young African-Americans, uh, as I said, Hispanic, uh, white kids, the same. And I tell them all the same. The lesson is the same. Just be respectful. And I would hope, Duff, that that is something that most parents will get more into and not take it as, a, as a, an affrontage that, no, you need to have that conversation, not with just boys, but with girls as well, you know, and young women as well. You know, uh, it, it took me by surprise, but I learned from it, you know, and the things that I see now is just it makes no sense to me. I, I, I can't explain only to say nobody needs to be killed over being pulled over by a police officer. Not in, in, the, in the sense of, you know, unless you're in a robbery or something that's, that stands out, you know. Uh, uh, somebody pulls a gun on a police officer or something like that. But some of these things that you read in the papers and see on the news every day, it's just heartbreaking because you know someone, they took a life of a young man that's just in the prime of his life. You know, and I just think the thing that we got to do more of is we have to train officers as well as students to be more mindful of these things when you're out here in these streets. Social media, I think, can be a target sometimes, and I think it sometimes can be good, and I also think sometimes it can be bad. So we have to train officers, particularly in the urban areas, that you're going to come across some kids who are, uh, let's just say, not as fortunate as others. And, you know, I said, when they do that, sometimes they act out, and they act out aggressively. And most of the time, that's just immaturity, I would say. And, uh, you know, the thing of it is, we just got to learn to be mindful of that and train our officers, uh, which, again, I think is one of the things that Biden touched on, President Biden, I'm sorry. I think he touched on we need police reform, you know, and that speaks to just training, you know, and uh, it's an, and not anything to be threatened by or I think a police officer is above. It just we need to be trained better at how to deal with situations as they occur and as they arise in today's society. We hear that term all the time, police reform, and it's something that we hear a lot of in the media and communities talk about it all the time. People want to see change in how law enforcement conducts itself, particularly in areas like Pontiac or Flint or Detroit. And these are predominantly African-American communities, and there's a large police presence in some of these areas, but in some, not others. 
when we look at the kind of training and reform that you would like to see in areas such as these cities that I just mentioned, what are some ideas that you have that could help kind of bridge the divide between the law enforcement and people of color or people that just have this belief that the police are not on their side and that they can be a very threatening presence? What can we do to bring those two groups together? Well, one of the things I, I think that I've always thought of is I remember growing up as a young man, there were policemen in our community that actually walked the streets. And I know that's kind of unheard of these days. But the point being is that I saw police officers in a different light. I saw pe police officers that looked like me, you know, that walked the streets every day, that knew my name. I knew their name. And, and again, I looked at them and I looked up to them as heroes, so to speak. I looked at them as, hey, that might be a job I'd like to do someday. And, and again, I just think we have to do a better job of, say, the communities you just mentioned, Pontiac, Flint, and Detroit. You need to have, I think, more police officers that look like the people that they're stopping on these streets every day and, and, and are... Um, you know, just coming into contact with, you know, and I feel the same way about if that was flipped. You know, if there was a black police officer in, say, Dearborn, and I don't want to just pick on Dearborn, but I'm just saying that community is predominantly, you know, white, uh, um, Chaldean, so forth and so on. You want to have police officers that can relate to those people and relate to them in such a way that they understand you know, and understand it and give them something to look up to. You know, I think if you do that, I think you'll find that that will alleviate a lot of problems that exist between not only police officers, but communities. One of the things you just mentioned, Steve, is that when you were growing up, you saw the police as heroes, community leaders, people that were serving the community, people that you looked up to. But nowadays, we don't see that. We see the police in the eyes of so many as pretty much the enemy. What changed from when you were growing up to where we are now? Well, I think you have the, 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 the presence of gangs. I think you have the presence of a lot of domestic terrorism. Uh, we'll just call it that. I think you have situations where these guys don't know whether they're going to get home at night. You know, they're, as much as we see young men losing their lives, there are instances where you see police officers uh, losing their lives for no apparent reason. Stopping someone on the expressway, somebody pulls a gun out and shoots one of them. You know, they're, they're a brethren. So, you know, of course they're going to take that and be a little bit more on guard, and I'll just say a little itchy, a little twitchy about. You know, so when they approach a car, that's a dangerous situation. So again, you go back to what I was saying, that's the reason my dad took that opportunity to say, here's how this is gonna go, and here's how you should react to it. And we gotta do a better job of getting our police to understand when you approach vehicles, you, you, you approach young men, you know, you gotta be able to relate to them, find it, and get them to respond to you in the way you would like for them to. And I think that would alleviate a lot of problems. 
There have been so many incidents recently with people having fatal encounters with police. Tyree Nichols was the most recent one out of Memphis, but we've also had Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, and so many others. As a person of color, when you saw all those situations unfold, what went through your mind? Well, it just makes me sad because, again, we're talking about a young person who, for no apparent reason, in some of those instances, lost their lives. And, you know, you can think of, you can count it up to say, mistakes are going to be made. Let's just be honest. Sometimes there's things that we're just out of, uh, not in control of. And things will get out of hand. But at the point, it shouldn't be on the magnitude that it is today. You know, I mean, you can almost not go through a news cycle where you're not hearing police officer involved in some unruliness, some kid loses his life on the expressway, and it's not just a police one-on-one encounter. It's usually several police officers and a individual. You know, to me, again, when you're approached like that, some kids are going to take offense to that. And they're going to strike out. They're going to say something. But at the same time, you got to realize that's a kid. That's somebody's son. That's somebody's nephew. That's somebody's brother, you know, uh, and so forth and so on. And I think if you do that with more training, I think we can avoid a lot of those instances, Duff. These could have also been kids that you taught in school or coached on the football field. You've been through the school system for a number of years in Pontiac. What are some things that you saw in in terms of people of color and some of the run-ins that they had with police? Well, one instance I remember that sticks out in my mind is one day I was walking down the hall of the school during lunch period, and I come across a young police officer speaking to a young African-American police officer speaking to a African-American female. And uh, this young lady, it seems to me she was getting loud, obnoxious. She's actually pushing and shoving a police officer. Now, right away, my mind's thinking, that's not how my dad said, well, you should conduct yourself, you know. And as I approached the young lady, I I tried to intervene. I, I told the officer I knew the young lady. Could I speak to her and see if I can get her to calm down? He allowed me to do that, and I I asked her, I said, ma'am, do you know what you're doing? You know, you got to let the officer, he's trying to explain something to you, and he's not physically harming you or cussing you out or doing the things that you're doing. What you're doing is not going to end well. And Duff, before I could, she she basically got louder, more obnoxious, and the officer said, okay, I think I can handle this, you know. As I turn to walk away, I see the young lady's mother, to also which I knew, come through the door. And I said, oh, this is not going to be good. I could see this already. She's waving her hands, upset, because in what she thought, her daughter was being uh, basically disrespected. And as I approached her, you know, I said, "Uh, Mom, Young lady, he's trying to explain something to her, obviously something she did in the lunchroom. He brought her out in the hallway to talk to her about it. She's got belligerent about it. And I said, Mom, I don't think you need to approach that police officer while he's in the process of doing his job. I said, at some point during this altercation, you're the main person he's going to want to speak to. 
and you need to be able to communicate with him what your concerns are and be able to have them heard out. You know, as it turns out, mom, younger, not very much, maybe about 10, 15 years, 17 years older than her daughter, you know, young lady. And, of course, she approached the officer in much the same way her daughter did. Duff, two minutes later, mom was on the ground being handcuffed and taken out of that school and arrested. And, you know, I looked at daughter, now daughter's crying, and I said, there's two families, I mean, mom and daughter, both now upset, and both of them were wrong. So it's not always police officers that are wrong. But again, as I said, that's why it's important to have that conversation, because that could have turned out a lot worse than it did, you know. What concerns did you have after witnessing that? Well, my concerns were mom's probably going to go to jail. She's probably going to have to go to court. She's going to have to answer to a judge. Whatever he was talking to daughter about at some point, she's going to have to answer to the principal. At some point, I'm sure her classes are going to be closed. And I thought there was no winner in that situation. You know, police officer was put into a situation he had to respond to, you know. And, and I think for all intents and purposes, he responded in the way he was trained to respond. And the fact of it is, is that would I say he was wrong? I don't think so. You know, when I got the full story and understood what he was doing, he was again trying to de-escalate a situation that ended up turning out being escalated. And as I said, with some young men, I've always said, gentlemen, Police officers have a lot of tools in their toolbox that basically are all legal. And they have a way that they can do things. I said, but at the same time, do not play games to which you don't understand all those tools that they have at their disposal because you're not going to win. And if I, you can get more gentlemen to do that, just do like my dad told us to do. You know, basically be respectful. And, and, and basically, your hands in, in the area where they can be seen, like President Biden said last night, turn the lights on in the car so they can see clearly what you're doing, follow their commands, chances are you come out of that okay. How did it make you feel to see a white president speak on behalf of the African-American community in this country in that manner, pointing out something that a lot of people like myself who are white probably saw that and may not have related to that. Well, what I saw was I saw a father. I saw not just the president of the United States, I saw a dad, I saw a father, I saw a grandfather. Basically speaking, basically not only to black kids, but speaking to kids all over the country. And to me, I felt good about that because it just took me back to what my dad thought of us as human beings and thought of all my friends in the same way. You know, you speak to people in a respectful manner, you expect them to respond in kind. Speaking of being a father, you are one yourself, you have a daughter. When you had to have that talk with her about what she should do if she ever had a run-in with police, what were some lessons that you taught her and what were the expectations being her father? Well, one thing I, I, I tried to impress upon her is that she's a smart young lady. I said, you're a smart young lady. You've always been very respectful of me and your mom. And like my dad before me, 
you know i said uh the thing that you have to do is make sure you take that out into the streets every day even if you're with your out with your friends here's what my expectations are of you i can't control what your friends do however i can speak to you and get you to understand what my expectations are of you you know and she's been very very receptive to that and it's not something that I just have one conversation with her. It's something that I have in con a conversation with her all the time. My daughter went to school a thousand miles away from home. And I had the same conversation with her when she was leaving. Look, if you're going out for the weekend or going out with your friends and whatnot, I need to get a phone call. I need to know what you're doing, where you're going, and where you're going to be. I said, because nobody wants to get that knock on the door and say, do you know where your daughter is? Or do you know where your son is? And your answer is, I don't know. That to me is the worst feeling I think any parent could, could go through because you don't know. When they walk out that door and they, all you can do is pray and, and hopeful that all the teachings and all the conversations that you've had somehow stuck in their mind, that they take that out in the streets. And I promise you, if they do that, Duff, they're going to come home at night. Want more lessons from Coach Watkins? Then head to my website, aduffsaid.com. Lessons from Coach Watkins is a production of my podcast, A Duff Said. If you would like to subscribe, head over to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. A Duff Said is brought to you by Sheldon Street Pizza. Visit them online at SheldonStreetPizza.com or stop by Sheldon's during your next trip to Lake Orion. Sheldon Street Pizza, the official pizza of a Duff set. And by Fourth Coast Cider Works, quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. You can check them out online at FourthCoastCiderWorks.com or come get a can or a howler at their Canterbury Village location. Not available for anyone under the age of 21? Please drink responsibly. Thanks for listening, folks. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here.